Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. Julie, we're doing today's show on choosing a real estate broker. Yes, it's an important question. It is because uh, this time of year is when most agents are in the process of evaluating their brokers to decide whether or not they want to stay at their present situation. Certainly. Or they're looking for a broker upgrade. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going through 15 must-ask questions that every agent should be considering when choosing a broker. A lot of times, or at least traditionally, a lot of agents have chosen their broker just on the location, their offices nearby, all the rest of it. But the simple fact is, is all the rules have changed because of this market. And unfortunately, a lot of brokers that are, you know, in the brokering business now are no longer going to be uh, viable uh, or frankly won't be viable in the next six to 12 months. A lot of, um, I would say, consolidation is happening in the real estate brokerage Mm -hmm. business. So what we're going to do is we're going to take you through a list of questions that you should be asking of your broker. If you're a new agent, use these as a filter. Actually ask these tough questions. Or if you're an existing agent and you're looking for a broker upgrade, obviously these questions will get your brain working in the right direction. That's right. So what questions should you ask when choosing a real estate brokerage? Here are the questions as well as why we chose eXp Realty. You know, we can put our license anywhere. In no way is this a comprehensive or one-size-fits-all list of questions. These questions are designed to fine-tune your thought process so that your brokerage choice is in alignment with your personal goals and your ambitions. So I'm going to, I added that section there. So here, I'm going to start out, Julie and I like to start out our podcast with a little bit of a mindset, uh, I think, question. And so here's, let's start out with this. Now, this is going to be what will be probably one of the toughest years in real estate. For sure. For sure. So, um, you know, the very fact, it's kind of interesting. I was having a question or a conversation with a team that was going to close like $130 million uh, this year. Nice. And they're all like bummed out because last year they only closed $130 million. (laughs) Right. In other words, their business was flat. And I had to explain to them that um, the, the, in their marketplace, we did some homework. In their marketplace, the overall market was down like by 20%. Yeah, so they're really killing it. <laughs> they are. They're killing it. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't think like that. So yeah. that when, when you're doing the same as you did last year, big teams and your market is down, you actually are ahead of the curve. So good job. Go you. Yes. But here's some questions I have. So in the last 12 months, this is, and just think about these questions. And by the way, you can use these questions to frame just about anything in your life. It's kind of interesting. But in the last 12 months, what are the two or three things that you're most fra- uh, proud of having accomplished in your real estate business, just to focus it in? So what are the two or three things? Using the example I just gave you, how about just the very fact that you sold what you did the pre- previous year? But come up with what you are most proud of having to accomplish. Maybe you're a new agent and you just got your real estate license. Well, that would be something to be proud of. But Mm -hmm. what are the two or three things? Now, I want you to write those things down, and they have to be tangible. They can't just be anything that starts with working on, for example. Or tweaking. Or exactly. You have to have said, I sold, I took my first listing, or I sold my first million-dollar house, or I made Mm -hmm. $400,000 in income, you know, that. What are the things this year that you're most proud of having accomplished? Please try to come up with two or three things. Now, the next question I have, and then we're going to get to the first of the 15 points, 15 questions rather, is 12 months from now, 
What are the two or three things you want to be proud of having accomplished in the prior 12 months? So I'm asking you to look behind and I'm asking you to put yourself into the future and then, you know, take a, a, and ask yourself, what is it 12 months from now that you want to actually have accomplished that you're going to be really proud of? And again, keep it practical. Don't say things that are going to be like, I made a website or I worked on my brand or I did some marketing. Actually have some real tangible results. I listed 10 houses. I, um, you know, I sold 100 homes for the first year. I actually saved $100,000 or a million dollars or whatever it actually is. But write those things down. So what are you proud of having accomplished in the last two or three uh, and uh, two or three things in the last 12 months? And then 12 months from now, when you're listening to this podcast again, because we're probably going to be talking about this very topic next year at I'm the same sure. time, mm-hmm. what are the things that you're most proud of having accomplished in the prior uh you know, year, the two or three things. It's important that you think like that because you're holding yourself accountable to real tangible, practical uh, results in your real estate business. Otherwise, you're never going to move the needle. You're never going to actually progress and move forward and advance yourself. So as we go through these questions, hopefully I helped you mentally and emotionally frame yourself so that uh, in the future by 12 months, the two or three things are going to be things that are truly high points in your career. That's right. And you will want to be taking some notes and writing down your personal answers as we go through these questions. Tim got you started with some mindset questions. So now official point number one, is your income flat or in decline? Do you feel like the best days of your real estate career are behind you or are they still ahead? That's also a mindset question, isn't it? That kind of gets to like, are you thinking positively about your future or negatively? And how does your income reflect that? Is it flat or in decline? Well, also that goes to the environment of your office too. Absolutely. Yes. Or frankly, the the environment, your environment actually has to do with many, many different things, but your physical environment, obviously, but also sort of your headspace environment. So a lot of you don't have offices anymore. I mean, I don't even know why a real estate broker would have a physical location. Doesn't even make sense. Sure. Um, so let's set that aside. You then have replaced your the you know the old uh, I think uh, exchange the the communication and the uh, interaction with other humans that would have maybe you know twenty years ago happened in an office. Now it happens on Facebook or it happens in WhatsApp or, or, or whatever. So are the is your environment real or virtual? Is it going to be something that is going to be supportive? of you having a fantastic, you know, future? Or is it going to be something that's supporting the fact that, oh, you know what, Bob, you had a crappy year, so but so did everybody else. So yes, the yeah. first question is, is this your income flat or in decline? And if it is, and you know, you'll know, hopefully, then because not all you know, and all agents know, frankly, how much money they made. Mm-hmm. But assuming you do, then you're going to start having to be more introspective and say, are you reinforcing Uh, your income being on the decline because of the environment in which you're choosing to be. There you go. Okay. Point number two or question number two, are you the best agent in your office and maybe not feeling challenged currently? Well, Tim, why, I mean, why don't I want to be the best agent in my office? That's pretty awesome. I keep on getting the same award year after year. Well, that's exactly why. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and this is an easy, if you're in a small town, this is an easy mistake to make. You might be the big fish in the small pond and what's going to happen is you're starting to plateau and you're becoming complacent. In other words, you're not really challenging yourself in any way to go to the next level. And the next level is waiting for you. It has been your whole entire life. And by the way, the level after that and after that and after that are also there waiting for you. So if you're in an office or frankly, again, in your environment, notice how these are environmental type questions, guys. 
and you're not feeling challenged and you keep on winning agent of the month every single month and you've got so many plaques and trophies you don't even know where to put them it's probably time for you to have a broker upgrade there you go all right point number three is the environment at your current brokerage again online and off is it negative in nature are your colleagues broker or office manager too negative and killing your motivation do they just talk about how tough the market is is the fear meter pegged because the brokerage is clearly lost in this new market? It might not be you. Maybe it's them. Well, that goes to what we talked about on the show yesterday. If you find yourself in an environment where you're surrounded by people that have only sold real estate in the last 15 years, being managed by people that have only sold real estate in the last 15 years, none of the people that you're surrounding yourself with know what to do, what to do in a marketplace like this because they've only sold in one kind of market, which is an ever-increasing seller's market. That market is gone. It's not going to come back anytime soon. We're in this adjustment phase, which is frankly the most challenging because you're being forced to learn new skills quickly. And if you take too long to learn those new skills, you're not going to last in real estate. That's just the reality. The new agents, the agents, well, not just new as in brand new in the industry, but the new leaders in the industry are the ones that are embracing this market, loving the fact that they can actually finally separate themselves from the herd based on what they know and then what they, how they apply what they know, helping buyers or sellers. Yes. Well, put point number four, does your brokerage require you to attend just too many mandatory meetings or other time-consuming, non-dollar-productive activities. Sometimes their heart's in the right place, and sometimes some of it's pretty good, but a lot of times it's just time-wasting filler, which takes you away from what your, you know, what your goals are and where you should be spending your time. So are you just wall-to-wall appointments that are not actually you know, dollar-productive appointments going to all those meetings? You can step away from that. It's not how it is everywhere. And by the way, yes, as Julie said a second ago, Julie and I are proudly associated with EXP Realty. EXP Realty is the brokerage that is the next natural step for all of you. And we would love the opportunity to earn the right to be your sponsors at EXP Realty. And you can do that two very simple ways. Actually, I'll even make it one simple way. Just text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206, um, or you can go to whylibertas.com, and liber- it's W-H-Y, Libertas, L-I-B-E-R-T-A-S.com. But the simplest way is just to text me at 512-758-0206. Look, the simple fact is, is that all of you are looking for uh, to upgrade your brokerages because, frankly, many of your brokerages aren't going aren't in a position to transition through this crazy you know market. It, there's no there's no two ways about it. You can tell when you're talking to the broker or the office manager and you're in the environment. You can you know trust your intuition. Chances are you're on a sinking ship. That's the reason that EXP Realty in this market, listeners, is growing, adding agents is actually the only publicly traded brokerage, as far as I know, that's actually making a profit. Because agents, individual agents, teams, large brokerages, huge brokerages, are all migrating over to eXp Realty because they simply have a superior business model. There are emulators out there. There are copycats out there. But when you actually compare uh, what they're offering versus what eXp is offering, it's obvious that uh, obviously eXp is the next natural course and decision for all of you. So Julie and I strongly encourage you to you know move forward to eXp, and we would love the right to earn, we would love the, uh, to be able to earn the right to be your sponsors, and just text me directly at 512-758-0206. So question number five: Does your broker or office manager shoot down every idea that isn't super traditional activity or isn't in their personal wheelhouse? 
Do they have little or no tech support? If your brokerage isn't 100% online and doesn't have its own metaverse, how will the next generation of buyers even perceive that brokerage? Most importantly, how will they perceive you? Little known fact is a lot of these older school brokerages where, you know, if we're being honest, the broker's kind of maybe already retired but not admitting to it. Some of them are deciding after this tough year if they're even going to go into next year. Well, Some of them move- are going to get out of it. They're all moving over to EXP anyway. It just makes sense, I mean, right? that's what's happening. I mean, they might not be talking to everybody about it, but it's definitely happening. Well, it's because most brokers, here's a little known fact for you guys. This is scary and sad, but true. Um, most brokers are making absolutely no money right now. They're barely making any money whatsoever from their own personal transactions or for mortgage and title. Most brokerages out there are, I'm gonna say it again, are making very little, if any, profit at all. In the best of times, most brokerages, it's a tiny margin business, are making less than two and a half percent. So in the best of times, I'm gonna say that again, just so you can wrap your mind around it, most brokerages are making less than two and a half percent profit. And obviously in a market like this, those profit margins have been eviscerated. So that's the simple fact. Being The old joke is being a broker just makes you broker. Matter of fact, I'll even take it to the next level. Julie and I have, for you know, the last couple decades, have coached a lot of real estate brokers and a lot of real estate teams. And I have yet to find a real estate broker who would not gladly sell their brokerage, even in the best of times. Yeah. It's just not a business that's very easy to, uh, frankly, make survive when you're competing against a company like eXp. What? Right. Which has dramatically, you know, huge different advantages. structures, huge yeah. advantages. Okay. Question number six. Do you feel like you're constantly being nickeled and dimed where you are now? Does your broker take a cut out of every source of income, including home warranty sales and processing fees? Doesn't have to be that way. Well, the nickel and diming even goes worse than that. I mean, are you paying a royalty fee? Are you paying an annual franchise fee? Are you paying, like some of you, you know, I'll be talking with you about EXP and you'll be at, you know, whatever company and you're, you know, proudly telling me you're on some sort of 90-10 split and you've had to be there for 20 years and you're finally on a 90-10 split. But what then you, what I know is I've had hundreds of the conversations is you're also paying a 6 or 7% royalty fee and you're also paying transaction fees. And if you actually pen it out and you do the math, the amount of money you're paying your brokerage is far more than what you actually think. And I'll just, this is fascinating, again, these uh, conversations about eXp I've had with a lot of you individually. What I've learned from doing it is agents really have no clue how much they're paying their broker. Mm -hmm. And if you actually do the math, okay, how many houses did you sell? Add up from the, you know, the closing statements, how much commission was paid? How much money were you paid? What's the difference? That's your true percent. As some of you guys are in non-capping brokers, you just pay 85, 15 forever, or 90, 10 forever, or 80, 20 forever. You don't even realize how much money you're losing being at the broker you're, brokerage you're at. The biggest amount of money that I've seen someone save going from their old broker to their new broker was like $430,000. That That's sounds, in a year. In a year. So I did the math, and, and it was not a very comfortable situation doing the no, math I wouldn't this imagine. on this Zoom. Okay. And we penned it out. And the average, it was the average that from the last three years that they paid their broker was over four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And so, had they been at EXP during that same three years, yeah. they would have put in their pocket mm-hmm. easily another million dollars, right? Which yeah. they then could have invested exactly. and could have bought in real estate or could have paid off their house or just all would kinds have had of options at least, right? People don't know how much they're paying, even if you're at like a low, a flat fee type broker, and you actually do the math. EXP's business model makes uh, better sense for everybody. 
even if you're selling really expensive high-end real estate. I had another uh, conversation, actually one of our old coaching clients, oldest coaching mm-hmm. client now that I, you know, some of you guys have listened to us for a while know who I'm talking about. And this person is number three or four at, I uh, think if I remember correctly, it's Berkshire Hathaway, Hathaway mm-hmm. maybe top five or 10, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to give too much information because they don't necessarily want me to say yes, that they're shopping their broker. Anyway, I did the math for him in particular because he was like, he wouldn't tell me what his split was because he had some sort of great split. He eventually told me. I got it out of him. I did the math. And it was extraordinary. In just the last 10 years, they paid something like $3 million to their broker. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, so do any of your buyers or sellers actually know, let alone care about what brokerage you're at? And they, and he said, no, they just do business with us because, you know, for what it, they do business with us because of us. Sure. So why are you spending this much money to be at a brokerage? What are you getting for that? Nothing was the answer. He gets no referrals. He gets no support. They have their own team. They experience their, uh, all their growth comes from their own, uh, you know, entrepreneurialism. They're very independent of their broker. And that's how a lot of these top producing agents are. So the reason that a lot of agents stay where they stay put isn't for financial reasons. It's out of complacency or frankly, they have a, 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 you know, a sense of loyalty, which I certainly appreciate, but just for the sake of the betterment of your future. Remember I asked you, what are the two or three things you're going to be looking back upon having accomplished 12 months from now? Well, I would imagine that for the most part, all of you will agree that actually having saved, let alone then invested that savings, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Or millions in the case you just used. Exactly. Will be something you'll be proud of having actually accomplished. And the you can sell the exact number of houses you did uh, this year. Uh, just do it again next year. And save the difference that you paid your broker and invest that money. So we're not even asking you to work harder, just smarter. Yeah, there you go. All right, question number seven. Does your broker offer basically zero support just beyond your basic transactions? I have this constantly from new coaching clients coming to us that they just can't get their questions answered. You know, if you're not getting any support, why are you there? Okay, number eight. Does your brokerage have an iBuyer program? We don't talk enough about that, but there's Express Offers is offered uh, through EXP, and that is not your own money. That is a pool of investors that you can utilize to do your own iBuyer program. We should probably do a whole podcast about that. But. Well, so in other words, you walk into a listing, and Mr. Seller, and let's say Mr. Seller might be considering an offer from an open door or whoever, uh, or an offer from a local investor. Let's just use the local investor as the example. And then the local investors offered them, you know, seventy-five cents on the dollar. You then, and the, and let's say the house needs some work, and it might be the path, best path for the seller. But you can give the seller when you're with EXP option A. Option A is we retail the house, and this is what it'll sell for. This is the range of what you'll net. Option B is um, I will actually sell the house for you to EXP's investor uh, through their iBuyer program, and you can take that offer. Or, of course, you can always take the offer from the local investor as well. So with me uh, retailing it, you have the best of both worlds. You have the opportunity to make the most from a traditional sale. And if after a certain amount of time, you want to hit the escape button, that's fine. We'll then sell it to the iBuyer program. That's a nice option to have. And, you know, people do take that option out of convenience. You might be surprised how many times it happens. The next question, question nine. And this is going to be something that I will talk more about when you guys text me. But does your broker offer revenue share? Very simply put, what revenue share does is it gives you financial freedom. What revenue share can do for all of you And this is not the focus of our podcast, frankly. Our focus of our podcast is helping you guys get in production and actually sell real estate. But here's what you're going to discover after you've been in the business for a while. You get good at selling real estate, go you. You get good at transacting. You're finally a listing agent. You've got essentially a level of success that you've always dreamed of having. 
But what you're discovering is the transactional hamster wheel never ends. In other words, you stop transacting, you stop making money. So then you say to yourself, well, I'm going to buy rental properties. Okay, I want you to do the math on buying rental properties. I want you to actually pen it out. If you, uh, let's say you pay cash or you don't pay cash, figure out how many rental properties you have to buy, figure out how much money you have to have to even if you're, if you're, if you're just putting down 20 or 30%, add all that up. Figure out how long it's going to take for you to have any level of financial independence. In other words, how long will it take for those rental properties to actually produce enough net income per month to make it so that you are rich? Rich is simply where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. The money coming in every month from your rental properties is enough to easily cover all your personal overhead. Now, if you have a very low personal overhead, you can accomplish that relatively quick. I did have a coaching client mm -hmm. who... Um, it was one of my happiest days in coaching. Yeah. Uh, for, well, he, uh, Michael, uh -huh. right? And by the way, did I tell you he moved to the Caribbean? No. Okay. So, yeah, Michael Zawalski. So oh he he went. He, he hired me originally. <laughs> That's awesome. Very strong Polish accent because he wanted me to coach him how to go out and uh, not build investment properties, but how to be a listing agent and then take the profits from being a listing agent and buy rental properties so that he could live off the cash flow. Now, he had a very low personal burn rate, five grand a month or something like That's that. Low. So yep. he was able to accomplish that in less than two years. And one of the happiest days of my coaching career was he when he fired me as his coach mm -hmm. because we had accomplished the goal. That's awesome. And, and he no longer wanted to sell real estate full time. He was now able to basically be financially free. Yes. Rich is where your money went. Now, that took him two years and he had a very low personal burn rate. And he had to make a lot of sacrifices along the way. Matter of fact, he was living in one half of his double with his family, one of his doubles with his family. So some of you aren't going to be willing to make those compromises. Again, time's going to pass. You're going to be more transactional. You're going to win more awards. You're going to become the best of the best in selling real estate. But what are you actually doing to produce passive income so someday you don't have to sell real estate anymore? Julie and I have literally dozens of rental properties. And it took us, how long did it take us? It took us almost 20 years to get to the point where those rental properties were enough to cover our personal, at not quite 20, like 17 years mm -hmm. when we bought our first one. Yeah, and that's back when houses did not have an average sale price of 400000 yeah, either. Exactly. I mean, it's almost impossible. You buy a $400,000 house, if you put down, let's say, you know, 50% even, you have a $200,000 mortgage with interest rates like they are, with rents, even with rents like they are, if you actually do the math on it, assuming no vacancies and no repairs, you're probably losing money on that house every month. Yeah, breaking even would be uh, probably surprising. We're not saying don't yeah. buy rental properties, but what we're saying is the traditional way of creating financial um, independence uh, for normal people like all of us through rental properties, it doesn't really work anymore. It just doesn't. And now you can buy multifamilies and you can get into commercial investing. You can have limited partners. We can have all those complicated conversations. But revenue share is without a doubt the seventh wonder of the world that's only available. Where to be eighth wonder of the world? I don't remember. <laughs> Would only be available yeah. for uh, people with real estate licenses. That is a conversation we will have when you text me at 512-758-0206. Point number 10. Question number 10. Does your brokerage provide opportunities to purchase stock or offer stock awards? That's a simple yes or no answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's another example. Colette McDonald, I'll give you an mm -hmm. example. Yep. We sponsored Colette at EXP over four years ago. Mm -hmm. And Colette is what's called Icon. So I'll explain to you guys what Icon is. This is amazing. All right. So you, you pay your cap in. A cap at EXP is 16 grand. After you cap, after you cap, you, uh, if you sell an additional 20 houses or have a total GCI of $500,000, then you qualify for Icon. I'm oversimplifying it. 
but this is the gist of it. And then you will earn your $16,000 back in the form of EXPI shares. Remember, EXP Realty, the ticker symbol on NASDAQ is EXPI. So then you qualify for ICON. Then you get your cat back in the form of EXP stock. So I remember having a conversation with Colette. So when she started at EXP, the shares were, I think, like $3 a share, something mm -hmm. like that. And then at one point, they were 150 a share. And now they leveled off between $15 and $20 a share. But she had over a million dollars in EXP uh, equity. Now, so think about In less that. than four years. In less than four years. So think about that for a second. She sold real estate. She did what she's always done. She qualified for ICON. She got the cap back in the form of VXPI stock. The EXPI stock made her a single digit millionaire. Now that's not, I can give you, I can tell you about Heath Moulton. Heath Moulton, same situation. His number was over $400,000 and he's in Ankeny, Iowa. A lot of examples of people who are able to take advantage of the ICON program. Now, if you aren't going to qualify for ICON, you can buy EXP stock, EXPI shares uh, at a discount when you have a closing. When you sell your first house, you get EXPI shares. When someone you sponsor sells their first house, you get EXPI shares. Does your broker offer equity in their property? And, and can you become an actual owner? Uh, oh, by the way, EXP uh, pays dividends too. So you get dividends from the, sh the equity that you own that you were awarded that you didn't buy. You following me in all this? Did your broker <laughs> offer that? I'm guessing no. Question 11. Question number 11. Does your brokerage provide direct lead generation support? Do they have relocation and you have access to that? It's yes or no. And the answer is yes in both cases at EXP. EXP was built by Glenn Sanford. Glenn Sanford was without a doubt one of the, um, I think, best lead generation gurus of his time in mm -hmm. real estate. He mm -hmm. just was. He had an expansion team. Uh, he had, was able to generate lots of leads to support you know, agents. He understands lead generation. Right. So that is the backbone of what EXP is. So if you're looking for a brokerage that's not just going to provide leads, but provide uh, the framework for you to generate your own leads, that's EXP. Because EXP is rooted in lead generation. I, I'll, I can't underestimate or I can't uh, understate the importance of you understanding that. EXP Realty is a real estate brokerage uh, who's it's focused on uh, you know real estate transactions and all the rest of it, but the core of it is a lead generation uh, real estate brokerage. Uh, exactly. Question number 12. Number 12, is your brokerage constantly focusing on the agent experience, education, and success? The best brokers are in the agent business. Agents are in the housing business. And you know, when I read that point, the number one thing that I think is so many brokerages in the past have said that they're agent-centric, and never in our lives have we experienced well, something like how EXP handles that, the support, the education, the focus that they have on the agents. They are not just saying that. Well, they actually live it. How can you prove it? How can you validate what Julie just said is true? It's very obvious. You can. They give you equity in the company. You can buy the stock at a discount. Yeah. You have a very, frankly, uh, manageable cap. You can earn your cap back. You can get revenue share at EXP. We haven't even talked about the health insurance you can buy through EXP. We didn't really drill down much on any of these points. That is what agent-centric is. Agent-centric is not just a bunch of words, right. a, a, a part of a mission statement, but what are you actually doing? And one of the things that, again, one of the reasons that Julie and I aligned with EXP back in 2019 was simply for the fact that it was the only brokerage that we ever saw that wasn't just flapping their jaws about being focused yes. on agents. They were actually supporting what they were, they were giving, paying agents to be at EXP. I mean, it's one of the things that Julie and I coined a few years ago. The old question is, is what are you paying your broker, as in the form of commission splits? Mm -hmm. The new question should be, 
What is your broker paying you? That's what eXp is all about. And obviously an incredible environment for doing lots and lots of transactions. Just a few more questions here. Number 13, what is your legacy? Have you thought about that? Is your brokerage partnering with you to create passive income that can be inherited? Some of you, when you stop doing your next transaction, you are out of business. If you yep. are purely transactional and you're not involved with eXp, that is how it's going to go. You're done, you're out of the business. It's not inheritable. You're out, you're out. Not so with eXp. Right, so Julie just said it. In eXp, you have revenue share. Revenue share, assuming you you know were smart and you actually built revenue share for yourself, revenue share is passive income that comes in every single month. It's not from a real estate transaction that you are directly involved in. It is real estate income from other real estate transactions that was a result of your uh, work recruiting or attracting agents. That money that comes in every single month, you can then leave to your heirs. They have to have real estate licenses. So you can then leave that to an, a family member and it can pass from generation to generation to generation as that income continues to build. A lot of you who've been in the business for a long time who've been up and down the mountain a million times, who are burned out, frankly, a little frustrated from having now to go through yet another real estate setback. I get it. We feel the same way. Mm -hmm. The only way you're ever going to get off that hamster wheel, that the best way, I should say, um, is if you discover, A, Elon Musk is your long-lost uncle. I could. I don't know. You might I, check. I would say that's a possibility. It's worth looking into. Okay. Or you're going to buy a bunch of rental properties. Yep. Do you have enough time or the ability to earn that much money? I don't know. Maybe you do. It's revenue share. And so when you connect with me directly about Julie and I being your sponsor at eXp Realty at 512-758-0206, I'm going to share with you a video that does a brilliant job, it's the reason I don't even try, of explaining revenue share. But really the bottom line is, is what revenue share is, is a proven path for you to create financial independence for yourself and your loved ones, not just for your lifetime, but for generations to follow. That is being truly agent-centric. Absolutely. Point number 14, is your brokerage international? Well, why does that matter? I have coaching clients that are doing international relocation. They've got referrals. It's pretty exciting. And it's, I mean, what are, how many countries are we in right now? It's 24. crazy. 24 but, countries. But here's the thing. In our eXp Realty Group, mm -hmm. we have easily 1,600 agents of Florida. Mm -hmm. And I bet you of that 1,600 agents, at least half of those agents are first-generation Americans. Yes. And we're licensed, eXp is licensed in the countries in which they come from. Mm -hmm. So they're getting, you know, you can see how you might not be thinking yeah. internationally if you're, you know, like Julie and I and you're from Ohio and you don't have exposure <laughs> to a lot of international markets. Well, eXp is in different markets and you can then can refer not just your buyers, but you can also get incoming uh, referrals leads from those other countries because let's say for example you know you have a um, you know someone in Honduras or someone in France or someone in the UK or someone in one of the other markets the EXPs in they're going to have a buyer that's moving to the United States maybe buying a second home an mm -hmm. investment property you have the opportunity to get that business but I'll tell you where an EXP luxury I think is intertwined with this yeah. too if I was a upper end agent you have to be uh, 100% understanding the importance of having a bro being with a brokerage that has an international presence because your international buyers, your very, very wealthy buyers, they are international already. They own multiple homes. And if the, uh, not just that, they don't think regionally. They think globally. That's, that's what, very true. That's what a lot of money does for you. Yeah. So they're going to be buying a house in Tuscany. They're going to be thinking about buying investment properties in India. You don't know. It doesn't matter. Even if you are meeting with that upper end uh, you know, consumer, 
and you are then explained to them that you have uh, you're associated with EXP. And these are all the different countries that EXP is associated with. These are all the different transactions. I'm not just exposing you to this local market. I'm exposing you, literally, Mr. Seller, to the world. And then obviously EXP Luxury, which wasn't one of our questions, is proving out to be one of the best things that EXP has ever created. Absolutely. It's a great objection handler when you're interviewing on a luxury listing. What makes you different? Yes. Well, we're international, right? So that's a great answer. All right. Number 15, are you feeling optimistic and excited to be at your brokerage? Are you truly excited to tell people about your brokerage? Or do you feel like you're part of the next generation of the real estate industry? How excited are you when you think about your brokerage? I think you can tell how excited we are when we talk about EXP. Well, so this is obviously perfect for new agents. It's obviously perfect for agents that are grizzled veterans because if you are, uh, you know, I get it. Again, I'm, I totally understand. Julie and I have coaching client, new coaching clients, people that are calling us that are, you know, brokers and teams that are all having the same conversation. I'm not prepared for what's going on in the marketplace right now. Yeah. I didn't think it would last this long. I didn't think the rates would be where they are. I didn't think there would be a lack of inventory. I'm not financially prepared. And a lot of these brokers and these teams have been burning the candle at uh, both ends for so long, they're out of options. The next natural uh, step, the graceful exit from the business model that you find yourself in, I promise you is EXP Realty. When we talk, when you text me at 512-758-0206, and my phone number again is down below, just go down below and just text me at, um, at 512-758-0206. We'll do the math. I'll have you talk with one of the vice presidents or maybe even the president of EXP. You will sit down with them probably on a Zoom and you'll go through all the math of understanding what the real opportunity is for you to move forward. Some of you think that your best days are behind you. That does not have to be true. It does not matter how old you are. It does not matter how experienced or inexperienced you are. The reason that EXP is growing like it is in a market like this is because everyone is looking for a graceful exit. They're looking for the next natural step in their real estate careers. And yes, a lot of them are not coming from they're coming from licking some wounds, but now they're excited. Now they're really looking. They're not just waiting for the clouds to clear and things to go back to the way they were. They are loving this market. They're embracing it for all it has to offer because now they're finding themselves in the environment, the supportive environment, the essentially the optimistic environment that they've frankly been wanting, that they've been looking for maybe even their entire careers. That's what's truly excited about EXP. Well, the thing is, this year has been hard enough. <laughs> Why would you stay frustrated? Be excited about where you are. I, I mean, that's one of the things that I'm so impressed with when I see, you know, the different presentations. Even when I uh, see some of the Zoom conversations is the unbridled enthusiasm, even in a market that has historically had a housing sale crash. People are excited about it, especially going into next year. So I really feel like a lot of agents haven't made the brokerage upgrade to EXP simply because they don't know enough about it. And that's the purpose of our 15 question podcast today was to help expose you to that. Now, this is just a podcast. We're just getting you to think bigger and to consider these things. Now it's up to you to actually take action on it. So when you and I started EXP five years ago, it was a completely different situation. EXP then was like, you know, 15% of the size of it was. It was in all 50 states, but it certainly wasn't international. All these things have happened in the last sure. five years. I cannot imagine in five years from now, it's going to be incredible. The largest yeah. brokerage in the world, most amazing. likely. But uh, right now, there are two types of agents out there. There are agents that are EXP curious or agents that are, lo frankly, looking to land the plane and they're looking for a sponsor. No matter which of the two that you are, because there's not a single person listening right now, especially after 34 minutes, that's not at least EXP curious. Take the next natural step. 
learn about uh, why so many agents, and especially in this market, are moving over to eXp, then you will most likely trip over the fact that it's the next natural step for you as well. Mm -hmm. And again, we are humbly requesting the right to be your eXp Realty sponsors. It's something we take incredibly serious. So if you are ready to land the plane, we're here for you. If you're just getting started and you're eXp curious, we're here for you. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. I'll text you back a link to a website. You can watch some videos. You can, um, frankly, get a lot of your questions answered that way. And then what I have found is 78% of you will be ready to move forward just after you've watched the videos. We are so excited that so many of you are going to be joining us at eXp Realty. It is, without a doubt, I would say... I mean, I'm 53, right? So I would say in my 53 years, it's as far as business decisions go, it's definitely one of my top three, uh, the, the decisions I'm most proud of. Yes, 100% so, agree. So answering my own question, like what am mm -hmm. I most proud of having accomplished in the last, mm -hmm. uh, I'll say even the last 60 months, yeah. it was this. Uh, was, 100%. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, the only thing that I kind of regret, not that we have any <laughs> I know control over say. it, was, I mean, we've been in this business for what, basically 30 years is that this opportunity wasn't there when we were in the beginning of our career, even the mid-career, because we 100% would have done that. We would have gone to EXP. There's well, we've no been doubt in, about it. We've been in business, coaching agents longer than EXP's been in business. Yes, I that's about true. That. But when EXP started in 2009, basically, mm -hmm. uh, during the pits of the you know, last housing crash, which is ironic if you think about Very it. Very ironic. I mean, EXP does really, really well. When the market's yeah. really, really challenging, it's the old, old thing. I think Warren Buffett said it. When the tide goes out, those who are sleeping uh, or yeah, swim, swimming, swimming <laughs> naked are exposed. Well, you're seeing that happening right now in the marketplace, and that's the it, that's clearly what EXP is designed for and built for. And again, this is the next natural step. This is the thing I want. And I mean this, and I want you to really allow this to kind of, you know, soak in. Some of you are feeling like you failed. Some of you, again, are feeling like your best days are behind you. You need to stop allowing yourself to feel that way because here's the here's two facts for you. Number one, if you're successful in the past, you can be successful again. Number two, you're, there's nothing wrong with you. I mean, I can't say that for sure. Some of you, there might be something <laughs> wrong with, but I mean, the reality of it is there's nothing wrong with you. You were just, you made the most of the past market following the business plan that seemed to work in the past market as a broker, as a team leader, even as an individual agent. So if you are successful in the past, you will be successful again. And don't allow yourself to feel like a failure because the brokerage model that you were, or team model for that matter, that you were using you know, 24 or 36 months ago isn't working now. Because some business models only work in, some, in certain economic climates. So you're not the failure. Your business model just didn't, it, it isn't designed. It's not to, sustainable. It's not sustainable in this market. So be you being successful and get in back in alignment with a business model that actually is designed for a market like this. Hopefully that makes sense to everyone. Yes, and that goes for brokers and teams and, you know, it's all of you guys that are listening. So if you have any questions, don't just hide out. Don't, you know, back burner it. Now's the time to get your questions answered. 512-758-0206. These questions are below in the notes along with my phone number. Do text. Do not call. I have my ringer turned off. I will not answer the phone, but if you text me, I will respond. And it will be me. It will not be an AI bot, uh, though if any of you know how to basically make an AI bot uh, answer all my texts and do a great job, let me know. I'll absolutely use it. But until there's, not, until there's technology out there that does that, it is me, so don't try to quiz me in trying to figure out if I'm an AI bot. It really is me, even if I answer sometimes somewhat mechanically and dry. For now, maybe future Tim could be exactly. AI, but for now, it's you. <laughs> yes. All right, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.